Hello, fellow light workers, star seeds, aliens, human beings, anyone and everyone who resonates with all things out of this world, out of this realm, and out of the confines of your ordinary mind. Welcome to the Cosmic Collective. Hey, hey guys, and welcome back to another episode here from us at the Cosmic Collective. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Holly, and I am here with Jules and Chell. Hey. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) She's just giving out the hey guys this morning. (laughs) It was just dramatic pause. (coughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) We hope that the sound of our voice is finding each and every one of you very well today, tonight, whatever it is that it time of day that it is for you currently (laughs) um so today is a bit of a special day um as chell and i are getting married next week we will actually be taking a bit of a break from podcasting um that's for the marriage not the break (laughs) not the break (laughs) we are uh gonna be on a bit of a honeymoon and so we won't be recording so and we all know that you'll miss us terribly won't you (laughs) (laughs) anyway um as far as today's episode is concerned we thought that we might have a chat about all things cosmic love (laughs) but also all things around sexuality gender and how relationships get made from all of those things combined I know that we've kind of touched base a few times before, perhaps on some gender topics without actually calling it that. And I know that we have also touched base a bit about love, because all three of us love love very much. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's so hopeless good. romantics. <laughs> you're shaking your head at me for. <laughs> I feel like you're not. <laughs> you're, you're 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 off somewhere thinking about love. I just honestly, I was just feeling into it being that highest vibration. You know, we all, I don't know, this is such a big thing for all of us. Mm. All humans, <laughs> really. In, it's in my opinion, it's really interesting to me how society like coins the term love and how it makes money off of it and how, mm. um, you know, it gets put into this box. And as humans, we're put into boxes, all the boxes. <laughs> Like Hallmark and Valentine's Day, you mean? Yeah, and romance mm. movies, like Hallmark movies that they make about romance and, yeah. you know, all the romance novels and all the things, like 90% of them are all um, male and female. Mm. They are. Caucasian, male and female. Yes, typically. Mm. I think it's time for you guys to step it up, society. I'm like, do we need to write a romance novel? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think we do. Yeah, yeah, I think we could do that. A cosmic novel. Could be that fun. would be cool, except I'm still picturing the, like, Fabio dude on the cover, <laughs> but with, like, another dude in his arms or a different gender altogether. <laughs> still beautiful and there's ships in the background and, like, rolling hills, but it's like... <laughs> and the pirate shirt open to yeah. his navel. <laughs> 
He's got glitter and sparkles on his face. Like just slightly hairy pecs that look really, like really big Icky. and strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So should we just get Jamie from Highlander or is that right? Highlander? Outlander. No, Outlander, sorry. <laughs> just uh, write him a letter and ask him if he'll pose for our Cosmic Collective romance novel. Pecs out. <laughs> Titled Cosmic, Cosmic Romance. Uh. Um, but in all seriousness, how does these topics, how do they affect each of you? As in gender. And yeah, like how how has this box, I suppose, that society has put you guys in, or uh, all of us in, um, how has that affected your life? I mean, because I know that all of us here um, are pretty fluid mm. in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really interesting topic to bring up today to mm. talk about like how that has affected our lives, the experience that we've had with with the society saying that we're doing the wrong things and or like what our thoughts and personal feelings are on it. Mm. Mm. We're all quite fluid, but then we're all quite different as mm. well, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think the, the biggest thing for me in my life, I was surprised that people were surprised when I had a girlfriend Mm. because I never thought about it I didn't think it was something worth coming out about I just didn't even think about it Mm. because I don't think about it (laughs) it was just oh what what why why am I getting weird letters from family members (laughs) saying that they I should think about what I'm doing before I disgrace the family or yeah. whatever yeah it was it was weird I was very surprised I was quite hurt actually by some people mm. um and shocked because like all of us it's just super fluid and normal yeah it's really interesting because um I guess like I don't identify with identity that much mm. um because I guess I don't sit in my human <laughs> that much. <laughs> um, so to me, it just kind of feels like I fall in love with another soul. Yeah. And then it just feels like it's not even, like gender is not even a thing. Same. So then I, I've been the same. Like I've been really shocked when it mm. has been a thing for other people or even the other person that I'm in love with when they have found it challenging mm. and I'm like genuinely baffled as to why it's like that big of a deal yeah because i don't think for me gender of a person doesn't matter it's just a body the body is the gender right yeah and that doesn't matter because you fall in love with the being that's in there yeah the soul yeah so the outside of it like you still fall in love with that you fall in love with that person on a physical level too but it's i feel like it's when it's real love, mm. cosmic love, yeah, it's you just you just love that being so much, and mm. they've got a completely different body to you, or whatever shape or size or gender, and you but don't really matter. see the gender, you don't no. see the body. No, it's just it's just their vessel. I can't help but think about that <laughs> little <laughs> skit that you showed me, yeah. Holly, with the there's a woman. Um, it was some little. What do what do you even describe yeah. that as? Jules tagged us in it. It was about oh, was the, it? the couple, like when a spiritual couple fall in love. 
um, or have a relationship and they were sitting in the bed and she looks at him and says, you're so handsome. And he laughs and says, well, is it my spirit that's handsome or this vessel that I decided to come down <laughs> here in? Because it's this just is just a body. Yeah. Like, it's my soul that matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is my soul beautiful or this meat suit that's aging and going <laughs> to die? Is that what you think is beautiful? <laughs> because it's just a meat suit. Yeah. But yeah, same same page, and I I don't identify with any label. Like mm. I, there's so many of them now. I just it helps people put you in a box, like you were saying, Holly, being in those boxes, because it makes it easier for other people to try and figure you out. If you're like, hey, I'm so and so, and I'm whatever trans, they're like, oh, okay, cool. This is this is trans yep. guy. Like you. you Makes sense to me now. Yeah, it's like, why? Hey, my name's Bill. Like that should be enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's this is an interesting topic for me. I'm just kind of listening to you guys chat and thinking about actually a lot of my trauma in my life comes from this whole gender business, mm. like and sexuality mm. business, yeah. and which side of the playing field I play on, and which gender am I exactly? And I think it's so amusing because I have thoroughly hated and enjoyed at the same time the amount of attention that I get when I walk down the street because people are trying to put me into a box or the cashier at the grocery store is looking me up and down and like can't decide whether or not I make her hot or if she's uncomfortable or if I'm male or female or it's (laughs) like and you can watch this whole entire process happen across (laughs) someone's face when they're staring at me and I'm just like (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? I mean, I'm an open book. If you want to ask questions, like, go ahead. Yeah. But it's just been so interesting, you know. Like, I've been <laughs> I've been kicked out of so many female bathrooms, and I'm like, I'm definitely a girl. Here's my boobs. <laughs> At least this meat suit is a girl. The person inside, it, where I come from, I'm definitely, like, there is no gender. Mm. Not a thing. So in this physical realm, I've really struggled with the fact that I decided to choose a female body because – I'm like, why would I do that to myself? But, mm. you know, when you come down, I feel like you get two options. It's like two suits. They're both on hangers, and you got to pick one on your way out. And I think somebody rushed me and pushed me at the yeah. same time, and I <laughs> grabbed one on the way out and was like, oh, God, I'm supposed to put something on. Oh Let no. me do that. <laughs> and we now I'm down here going, oh, <laughs> shit. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> Not that – I mean, I would have done the same thing, I think, if I would have grabbed the male suit and put it on and came down here. I'd have been like, mm. oh, this was wrong too. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do with either one of these things. Yeah. Um, so it's just been interesting. You know, because when I first got a girlfriend, before that, everybody was always like, you're a fucking dyke, you're a lesbian, you're this, you're that, you must be gay, you love women, blah, blah, blah. Like, harassed. <laughs> harassed, even yeah. when I had boyfriends. For years. And then finally I was like, oh, you're right. I actually, I do have a girlfriend currently. Here's me being this thing that you said that I am. And everybody goes, oh. And I'm like, I'm confused. Every day for the last 10 years you've been (laughs) harassing me, telling me that I'm a dyke. And then I tell you that I am maybe, which I hate that word. But I've told you that, okay, cool, yes. And now you're like, oh, my gosh. I just can't even believe it. What? Put me in this box. Now I have a girlfriend. What do you want? I said, okay, cool. I'll try your box on. And that doesn't make you happy either. In fact, you're more angry at me because I've agreed with you. I'm so confused. How does this game down here work? I don't understand how to play it. Somebody didn't give me the rules. But, you know, it also seems to me like a very closed-minded and sort of old-fashioned labeling system because that's, you know, for 
ever, really, as far as I know in human history. It's it's male and female, right? Mm. Mm. And in the Bible, that's who gets married, you know? Mm. That's what they say. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but that gets passed down, and if you don't feel or think outside the box for yourself, then you take on the things that your parents say as law, as fact, as this is how it is, and you're wrong if you do something different. Mm. All of us, and many other people that we know just didn't think about it and fit into those things and take on that conditioning because it just feels so right to just be who we are yeah you know I think we've also I think we've touched before on a podcast about being the black sheep Mm. Mm -hmm. and being the black sheep very much goes hand in hand with I guess a um a belief system around being able to say Fuck you to the status quo, yeah, and just walk <laughs> your walk to the beat of your own drum, yeah. So I kind of feel like lots of people that we are surrounded with, uh, like, also have that belief system, mm. Mm. or like um, trying to adjust to the stuff that people are conditioned to. You know, mm. it's like you know, being non-binary is really interesting because I feel like that in order to get my point across, I'd have to walk around and be like, non-binary, like at ev- every two seconds, because somebody's either going like, like if they're confused by me and they don't realize what the gender of this meat suit is, and they go, oh, sir, and I'm like, mm, that's not right either. And then somebody goes, oh, ma'am, and I'm like, no, oh, that's not right either. Mm. And it's like if you were to say like he or she, both of them make me pretty equally uncomfortable, and I'm just like mm, stuck in the middle like a turtle with my head stuck in, like mm. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. But I also don't want to walk around with this big flashing sign above my head that's like non-binary. This is the box. Follow, follow this mm. box because that's not mm. right. I don't like the box anyways. I'm just like just having a human experience. So I have a tendency to tell people like just call me human. Like I'm just a human. Mm. Uh, I am neither one of those. Um, and it's like I suppose there could be some sort of revolution we could start like a cosmic revolution <laughs> about mm. – these types of things because I'm sure you know we could have conversations with lots of people who don't fit into the societal boxes or even the the spin-off societal boxes that are getting made up for the people who don't fit into the normal box Mm. like I'm sure we could have a conversation and most people are all just fluid and it's like but then they've made a a gender fluid or a Mm. fluid sexuality or pansexual or you're this or you're that and it's like why do we have to say that we're anything can't we just exist i know that's why i've like labeled myself even though i don't like labels (laughs) as soul sexual because it's the only label that would fit because i just fall in love with the soul like the person doesn't matter but even that like it's still a label and i don't want the label people need to make sense of it Mm. Could we create one? I a label? Yeah. I feel I'm sitting over here trying to put energy into words and it's not working very well. But I'm going to try. <laughs> I I feel like there's not even there's not even words for it for the energy. Like who cares? It doesn't matter to me. It shouldn't matter to anybody else. Like it's un- until you understand that we're just traveling through this world and that's it, it's just a bridge and these bodies in their, you know, traditional two genders is um, how humans have been made, like the human body. Mm. Um, 
until we realise that we're passing through and we are beings of all sorts of different varieties and we don't actually just fit into two um, kind categories. of polar opposite yeah, boxes, um, it's, it's going to be a struggle. But then once you, then it doesn't matter. Once you just feel that love and you don't care. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I don't care what labels anybody gives me anymore. Yeah, I, I think once to. you get to a certain point, um, I don't know if it's on a spiritual journey or if it's just in life as you mm. get older, mm-hmm. that you just, you don't really care. You just Or identify, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, but, then, but then also, I know quite a few people identify with a specific label because it helps give them a sense of self as this they're not male or female but this is who they are yeah this gender yeah because they found people in a similar situation and they you can it's resonate like that sense together of belonging yeah which i can appreciate for sure i appreciate Especially it too but also they have a need to have that because society says that you have to exactly mm. that you couldn't possibly feel whole within yourself or supported within yourself cuz then that's just selfish mm People wouldn't understand you unless they've got other people a label that to put go on with you. you. So then you guys are a group, a herd of the same. Mm. So like that's when it becomes more acceptable. Yeah, it's Sorry, very Jules, strange. I didn't mean to isn't cut you it? off. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, it's interesting talking about gender and sexuality. So I identify as female, and I'm quite comfortable identifying as female. Comfortable in a feminine body. But then I very much feel like I sit in masculine energy a lot. Holly's Definitely. <laughs> Holly and I have a bromance. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very comfortable being masculine, but also comfortable being feminine too. Mm. I guess it just depends on what you classify as feminine because I find myself to be quite masculine. My, my logic, the way that I think and act is quite... Um, Mars energy which is very masculine but then at the same time I'm also really emotional and I and I can um, resonate with intuition and feelings and all things feminine at the same time so I feel like in general outside of the suit that I'm in I'm a good mix of both Um, but then I'm not like you in the sense that like I was born into a female body super uncomfortable with it Mm. Um, not really sure what to do with it it's just here Mm. (laughs) um you Joe? Well, for me, I definitely identify as female. I'm pretty much like a little elf. I feel I feel really feminine. Um, for me, though, as far as sexuality goes, I don't. I feel f- fluid in that regard. I don't like I said before. I fall in love with people, with beings not bodies so I don't know it's that part that doesn't make sense to me and I can appreciate also like yourself Holly not feeling like you're in the right body completely you know Mm. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm really in my masculine energy but I definitely am more in my feminine energy and I and I way prefer um letting my feminine side out than my masculine side it's different so i have a different balance in there mm. Mm. 
when you talk about letting your masculine side out, what mm. does that mean to you? Like, what is it that you're not letting out? That I'm not letting out? Yeah, like if you're saying, I'm not letting out my masculine side, I'm more comfortable with letting out my feminine side, what does that masculine side consist of for you? What is that emotion so or, or um, part of your personality that you feel like you're re- refraining from? No, I'm not. I don't mean I'm holding it back. I yeah. mean I'm more dominant in my... Feminine energy. So you're more dominant with your intuition and feelings. Yeah. And but you lead your life that way. Yeah. But then there's definitely times where I feel more um, sort of reason-based or logical or action-orientated. There's things that I feel like I do kind of like in a masculine energy. Mm. Um, but that's not – that's not – my main drive as far as agenda goes does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah, yeah thanks for the clarity mm. the thing <coughs> that i find really interesting just talking about um relationships with different genders so mm. i've been in relationships with same sex and male as well um is that so i find that when i'm with a male they'll have this dominant masculine energy and then i feel the role of the dominant feminine energy and there's a different dance that we do, whereas when I'm with a female, it's like we switch masculine and feminine, and mm. it feels, for me, it actually feels a lot more fluid and a lot more flowy and a lot more balanced mm. because I'm more comfortable doing that, mm. Mm. whereas feeling like I just have to go right to the end of the feminine spectrum to balance out the relationship because the male's at the masculine spe- at end of the spectrum... Mm. That feels really like I'm stuck in a role that I don't want to be in. Mm. Yeah. I was just thinking about, so I've had relationships with men also. Um, and it's always been really interesting because I'm, I'm, I think, mm. definitely more masculine oriented in the sense like I'm very action driven, very logic minded, always like having thought processes and moving forward and doing, doing, doing. Like I'm quite fiery in that sense. And that, that's just how I live my life. And I think I always have been. So when I think back on the boyfriends that I've had, like, I've always been, like, like, I feel like I'm always standing in front of someone being, like, come on, come on, like, let's, I'm, like, ahead of you in this race, whatever this race is that we're doing, but, like, like, I'm tapping my foot being, like, let's go, let's go, and I feel, (laughs) I feel like um, I have always been quite masculine, even in those relationships, too, and then most of the guys that I've dated, not all of them, uh, but most of them have ended up being gay. Um, later in life, which is pretty interesting. So, so they've been like more in the feminine Yeah, energy. I think they have been more in their feminine and I've been more in the masculine. And it kind of makes me chuckle, like, looking back at my life and going, oh, huh, isn't that interesting how that played out? Mm. I ended up picking more feminine men um, and, and because the role that I play is quite the masculine, like, leader, um, stronghold type uh, energy. Mm. I feel like I've... No, I don't have a type. <laughs> oh, a I don't, I don't necessarily bag. have a type. But yeah, but you're saying that with more in the feminine energy, guys more in their feminine energy. You wouldn't necessarily think that by looking at them. Mm. Mm. Sorry, when I think type, I think physical appearance. Oh, I mean everything. Okay. Emotional as well and mm-hmm. spiritual, mental. Mm. There's such a scale in all of those areas, aren't there? Of different different balances of, and I mean it's all it's all energy. Masculine, feminine energy is just it's just 
energy mm. and that's even quite fluid the masculine and feminine energy mm. and you know there'll be times in your life when you're more dominantly masculine mm. more dominantly feminine mm. it'll change over time So did we come up with a term, <laughs> our new sexuality? We're just cosmic. Is it cosmic sexual. Cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just be like cosmic stardust or something? <laughs> <laughs> I um I feel like we need a new name, like some new pronouns too, because there's only like he, she, them, they, and that's it. Yeah. So when I know when we've like I've referred to you, Holly, and it's them or they, but then it feels like there's more than one person. <laughs> yeah, it's really confusing. Um, <coughs> interesting. Like I saw them like if I was talking about Holly, I saw them down the shops. Oh, you saw a few people? No, I just saw one person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just saw Holly. <laughs> um, yeah, I get it. I can understand how that would be, you know, a bit confusing. Um, but I haven't come up with a new one yet. Mm. I have recently seen like where people have created the word her but h-i-r instead which is like a mix mm. of the two but it seems a bit weird and people still wouldn't understand the difference i don't think yeah, um okay. but it, when it's written it looks cool um maybe h you are like ben her <laughs> <laughs> don't know i think i'll have to leave that one with me but how how do you feel i guess i'm still feeling like i just don't get labels i just it just seems so pointless to me. Picking. Picking what? A pronoun? Yeah. Well, it makes yeah, it easier for the rest of the world. It's not It's not about me, you know? Yeah, it is. I guess so. Yeah. So that, that they feel comfortable, which is really interesting. Um. Or even just if we talk about you, we'll have to refer to you for something or... Yes. You know, mm. Just to have that language around it that mm. makes like that fits to where you, like it fits into where you're feeling and where you're at mm. currently definitely more comfortable with they and them um yep. although that doesn't always happen um i but i i feel like i'm so neutral like just in general um there are days where i'm like oh stop calling me that but then there's other days where i'm like yeah whatever like it doesn't matter you can call me whatever you want because I don't feel like it's necessary to, like, hammer it into people. Like I said, I don't want that big flashing sign above mm. my head that's like, here, pay attention to me so much that you have to, like, change how you do things to fit me. I don't find that super necessary. Whereas, uh, you know, um, I feel like it's super important to other people. It's not that important to me. I'm just me. And you can either figure me out or not. And either way, that's still your problem and not mine. Yeah. So mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. I um I don't know, but I could I have thought about the pronouns, like how do we do that? Mm. Um, if any of the listeners have any idea, if you've got pronouns that you're using that fit, um, we'd love to hear about them because uh we are not exactly very um versed in all the all the theoretics all the theoretics of the things. We just know that you know, um, energy is everything, and that none of this stuff matters anyways, but. For those who it does matter to, how are you getting people to address you? That would be a really cool thing to um, let us know. Mm, I feel especially, I, I do get that if there's 
particularly if you're younger, but if there's family members that don't understand or want to keep putting you in a box and keep calling you something, I can understand the desire to stand up for yourself and say, hey, that doesn't sit right with me. I'd actually prefer this. To be called the... Mm. Yeah, uh, especially when you've, you know, spent the majority of your life, which I'm sure many um, people have been in this situation, Mm. where they've really felt like they can't be who they are. So Mm. then they really... You know, part of their journey is really taking a stand mm. about who they are. Mm. I feel like for me, in general, I've spent a lot of my life just being myself. Um, and then I had, like, a brief period where I was, like, asking for permission to do things and I wasn't being myself. I was like, oh, is it okay if I, like, do this thing? Mm. Or if I am this way? Or if you're, are you Okay. Like, mm. and now I'm back into that power of being like, I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness later if it's super necessary. Otherwise, like, please watch out. I'm just going to plow my way through my life being me. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it's like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm the same with my family as I am with people in general. Like, I'm not super pushy about it. Like, my family is very much so. We had a daughter. Mm. Her name is Holly. She is my daughter like <laughs> it's mm. like it's like pretty meat and potatoes and that's okay um and you know I don't really push that scene very much I mean I I have included them in lots of things in the sense like I was in drag for ages and like my mom sometimes used to help me get ready and stuff and my dad used to come to my shows and oh, that's really, really cool. yeah, yeah that's they were awesome they were pretty supportive but they were um I definitely feel like they were like, so is this a phase that we're, are we done yet? Like, are you just going to keep performing or like, what are you doing? I'm kind of confused. And then sometimes I'd bring it out into my like real life outside of the bar and they'd be like, whoa, what? Mm. Like, Mm. isn't that just for the bar? And I'm like, oh, they were seeing it as more of a performance. Yeah, I think so. Um, And it's been an interesting thing there, but I think that they comprehend that I obviously embody both. Uh, but they have their personal preferences as to what they would like me to be, and mm. that's fine. And I'm, it doesn't like hurt my feelings or anything. Like I'm not like, oh, you, you better get it right. Like <laughs> it's that. That's a thing. I think because I'm so okay with like, you can be. That's what. That's your thing. Mm. Um, and it doesn't. It doesn't really phase me very much. I think that you know it would be different if I was trans fully, mm-hmm. like and felt the need to transition into a different gender altogether, I think mm. then I would have to be like, hey, so I'm a dude. So th- yeah. you, you got to quit calling me that. <laughs> so did you come out to your parents about sexuality? Like about the fact that I had a girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. Not on my own accord um, the first time. And then I lied about it. <laughs> and then I came out. And then my mom didn't talk to me for a month. Might have been a bit longer than that, even though we were living in the same house. It was just a very awkward thing. She didn't really know how to respond. Mm. Um, And my dad and I took a very long time before we were better. Mm. I think it um, really surprised them, which I'm so surprised by. Like, honestly, if you look back at photos of me as a kid, if you knew me when I was growing up, like, it shouldn't have been that big of a shock. (laughs) 
Like I can remember one of the first things I got spanked for was because I wanted to run around with no shirt on and like dress like mm. my brothers. Mm. And then I got grounded once for stealing my brother's clothes and putting them in my backpack and wearing them at school. Like mm. <laughs> just different things. I was I th- I feel like I gave off lots of signs like in hindsight. If you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I also feel like there's a reason that you came into a family like that, just like everyone, because at some point, if humans last that long, <laughs> at some point, um, it's not going to be a problem. Gender mm. is like every, people are just going to be people and no one's going to have a problem with yeah. it. And it's things like that coming into a family like that f- to sort of, soften them I guess and get them to realize that people are just people mm. without shoving it down their throats yeah and I think it's helped them It'll all change. to become a bit more open to the world yeah. in general and get more diverse with the the times I suppose yeah you know and it's like I've got other family members now who have come out and um I've got like just people in general in my family who are a bit fluid and I'm not the only one I just mm. happen to be the first one mm. yeah who said hey I like the same sex, and they all went, oh. You paved the way for everybody else. I don't know what to do with that information, so I'm just going to panic. You know. Changes everything. Speaking on that, though, of coming out, I also find it so strange that that became a thing. Because, and I know you've probably all heard this before, but, you know, straight people don't come out. They're like, hey, this is my boyfriend. (laughs) I'm straight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> imagine if parents were like oh, you're straight Seriously? <laughs> not allowed I'm not going to talk to you for a month when I told my mum I was in love with a girl I was in my late 20s I've been with guys previous to that um, she goes love I don't care if you're with an alien as long as they make you happy and I should have known then I'm an alien <laughs> <laughs> you were like thank god Thank God, God. my mum approves of my cosmic alien love lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) That's really nice. Yeah, Mm. that was really cool. Yeah. uh, It's interesting, you know, people, how people respond to things. Mm. Conditioning. It's like when we are changing the direction in which things flow um, according to the way that they have flowed prior to that, I think that the people who are in front of us, like our parents or our grandparents or other family members who are just in this flow, right, of conditioning, basically. Mm. And then mm. we stop that flow and we go, oh, actually, I want to go a different direction. And mm. people go, oh, my God, you're not allowed to do that. Mm. Breaking the rules. That's you're like, well, who made the fucking rules to begin mm. with? Did you ever question that? Because I don't think you did, mm. which would be why I'm the one who's going, mm. Yeah, that doesn't suit me. I'm uncomfortable with that. I'd rather do what I want to do. Mm. And it, 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 you're just getting met with conditioning. Like you're yeah, literally it's the getting programming met with and programming. The fear. Mm. Mm. And the lack of understanding because, you know, it's like until people have an awareness or a reason to have the awareness at all, why have the awareness? There's no awareness that they need to have the awareness. Does that mm. make sense? That makes perfect sense. So it's yeah. like until they are presented with uh, a reason in order to broaden their perspective and their perception can change and then they then can have this awareness that there is something different outside of the blinders that they're walking around in their life with. Mm. There's no reason for them to even contemplate that because most people are asleep. 
So they're just doing the thing, and they get up, and they shower, and they go to work, and then they come back home, and then they live their lives doing this thing over and over again until somebody else goes, hey, actually, I'm going to do my life differently. And then they go, oh, now I can have this awareness that there's this this difference, this uh, point of difference in you that's very different than me and everybody else that I know, and now I need to think about or I'm being given the opportunity to think about things differently. Mm. But until they have that as a, mm. a thing that comes up for them, that it's not it's not a thing. So typically you get met by the preconceived conditioning and programming that they're running around living their lives in because they don't have an awareness until you give them the opportunity to have that awareness. Mm. And so some people will then broaden their perspective and others, and others will, will be like, you're not sticking to the program. <laughs> you must stick to this program. Abort mission. Yeah, it's it's just that fear, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fear of what? Because if if they choose to then broaden their perspective, that opens a whole can of worms. Yeah, their can life be has life to change. change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but isn't isn't that a great thing that there's so many different people, and especially with the you know teenagers and kids that are growing up now, mm. because of parents who have changed patterns, broken cycles, and things. Um, they're starting to create a world that's more open and accepting of mm-hmm. all these things that you know are still sort of peppered through our lives. It's going to just become less and less, I think. Mm. Yeah, I kind of can't wait until I'm like 60 and can look around and go, what kind of world did we pave the way for? Mm. Um, and see what, what's happening then. Mm. It's like, you know, when I was a drag king... Um, say that like it was 10 years ago it was only like three years ago that i stopped um but uh when i'm I'm sure you've been in australia for at least 20 years are you sure (laughs) (laughs) it feels like it um but when i first started like we'll say 12 years ago um there was not very many of them queens were like a huge thing right and the bar that i was working at was a big huge bar in the south and i got in (laughs) just because of who I knew and that was really cool but I was the only one for ages and then they finally opened the doors and allowed other kings to come in Mm. because they I built a rapport and like gained the trust of these bar owners because they'd had like a bad experience I think before that and decided Mm. okay no we're never doing that again and then they opened it up to me and then I allowed like paved that way Mm. and then now there's like a huge scene Mm. for kings whereas like that may have never happened had I not known who I knew and then got in. And I don't mean this in, like, a conceited kind of way. It's just, like, these are one of the many examples in which people are capable of, like, paving the way for other people. Mm. Just this, even if it seems small. Yeah. Um, and it, so it was r- it's really cool to look back in hindsight. So that's what I'm excited about, like, being 60 and looking back and being, like, how how did each of us who made this this change and stepped foot into a different flow, into a different path into honoring and our organic, authentic selves, whatever that is, mm. whatever label that we need to mm. put it on um, to help others, but just to, like, open that door and hold it open for other people to mm. be like, oh, hey, that looks like a really good-looking door. I think I'd like to go through that. Mm. Like, it'll be cool to see, because we've done it, and then other people are doing it, and then we're just building and building and building, and before we know it, we're going to be living in a completely different world, whereas 
will li- listen to this podcast again and be like, holy shit, so much changed yeah. between then and now. And it'll be really cool to see that. Well, writing. even just thinking about our grandparents, unless you've got really open-minded grandparents, most of us that I know, uh, you know, they're quite conservative. Mm. The further you go back, it seems to be like some really radical people who <laughs> did some psychedelics and read some interesting books and thought outside of the box, sure. But most people that I know, their grandparents are super conservative because that's what was normal, mm. was for you to, but, you know, wife is at home cooking, dad goes to work, maybe beats his wife, has a bunch mm. of kids, it's all dysfunctional, but, that, but everyone thinks they're the happiest family. And that's just life, and that's happy, and that's right. Mm. But, I mean, there's all sorts of... That's just one example, obviously. Um, But it's definitely, like you're saying, Holly, it's been changing with everyone. Mm. Everyone making small changes through their lives. You know, there's... I don't know anyone who is like that now, like those families that were like our grandparents' generation. I don't know anyone, any family that's our age now that's like that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's shifted so much mm. from that mentality mm. to our generation and then the next ones, it's just going to be different again and again and again. Yeah. Releasing yeah. those cycles. Mm. Well yeah. I think that, you know, we're being given that opportunity to, to make change and to just, it's like, it, it, it's like that ripple effect you throw you throw a rock into the lake and you watch it ripple out and it's mm. like all of us are throwing our pebbles and they're they're causing ripples and then other people are seeing those ripples and going, oh, that looks like mm. a cool wave to ride. I'm going to mm. jump on that. And all those pebbles are rippling through the matrix, mm-hmm. breaking through. Mm. Smashing through programs. Yeah. Break, breaking the code. <laughs> um, it's interesting, back mm. in the day, I even think myself when I was younger, it was like the v- the version of success was how deeply entrenched in the programming you were yeah wife yeah kids yeah house yep dog yep white picket fence type stuff i was gonna say fence you forgot the fence yeah yeah that's how ugly is a white picket fence by the way they're okay they're okay i prefer Big black iron gates. Yeah, those, personally. those are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I've totally just pictured the uh, Edward Scissorhands neighbourhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking of that earlier when <laughs> we were talking about the programming, how all the houses were the same. And they all, all the husbands leave for work yeah. at the same time and they all come home at the same time. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I you had sure that we're not talking about the Truman Show? <laughs> it's all the same <laughs> and it's all the Matrix. <laughs> all the programming. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, so, we would most certainly love some feedback. We would love to know, how are your pebbles rippling out into the matrix? How are you, um, making changes, making little waves for other people to be able to, to do and be who they are? Mm. Or how have the societal boxes really affected you in your life? Um, is what we're talking about today something that resonates with you is it something that you've struggled with is it something that you 
feel like that you could really um, use some support with uh, any of these things or anything that maybe I haven't even mentioned, please feel free to reach out and send us an email. You can email us at cosmiccollective2222 at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at cosmic underscore collective 2222. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we will be back in December having chats. Um, unless we decide to do a surprise podcast between then and now, which is always possible. In other words, be on the lookout for us. <laughs> we'll be different people than, you know, married and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, at any rate, thanks so much for listening to us. And we appreciate each and every one of you. And we hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. See ya. Mm-hmm.